Hey, y'all. We hope you're enjoying today's show. Um, we just wanted to come by and let you know a little bit of the information of where you can find and follow us. Yeah, so if you click on the link in our Instagram bio, which you should be following us on Instagram at Hello Cheesement Podcast, it will take you to all the links to all of our platforms. The first one being uh, Patreon which is the visual content to our episode. And you can subscribe to this for $8 a month and you get to see all the tea and partake in our visual activities. Yes. And so, and just like Stephanie said, you can find everything in the bio on our Instagram page, as well as all of the other um, social media platforms we are on. Um, When you go to the Linktree platform, you can see our new uh, article with SD Voyager links to Patreon, link to our TikTok, link to our YouTube channel, as well as all the different platforms you can listen to the podcast on. At the bottom of that link tree, you'll also see icons that are also clickable for you to find us on all of the platforms that we've mentioned. Again, Patreon is the only platform that we have a subscription plan to that's only $8 a month. And then everything else we provide for that we give for you all as far as content is free. Yeah, so go ahead and if you want to listen to us for free, it's at your Apple podcast, Mm -hmm. Google podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, You can watch, you can listen to the entire episode on YouTube, but you'll only get a portion of the visual. Like I said, we can uh, subscribe on Patreon. Uh, So utilize all the platforms and keep up with us on Instagram. Yep. And let's get back to the show. Bye, Familia. What's my favorite word? Why they gotta say it like short? You know they can't play on my court. Can't hang with the big dog, stay on the porch. Blow the whistle. Blow the whistle. Blow the whistle. Blow the whistle. Hey, pero no hay boda. Titi me preguntó si tengo muchas novias. Muchas novias. Hoy tengo a una, mañana a otra. Me la voy a llevar la toa con VIP, un VIP, ey. Saluden a ti, ti. Ski. Can I just say I've actually never really heard that song. Oh my god. I've I've not um I've not subscri- subscribed to listening to that song, but I hear all of my fellow um, people of color and more singing it on the internet. Mm. But I've never actually heard it. It's all over the internet, that's for sure. Yes, it's definitely all over the internet. Um, let me make, okay, you can hear me. Yes. So I don't have to hear myself. Okay, okay. great. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, welcome back to another episode of the Hella Cheese May podcast. Um, those are hay and hay air horns. Um, we are back for another one. My name is Dana, and I'm Stephanie, and we y'all host. Um, I am drinking a hot toddy today. <laughs> hot toddy. I don't know the word is this one. Well, I think you know hot, to- uh, like a cutie patootie, like a hot toddy, like a cute little toddy. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah. Um. Hot toddy, for those of you that don't know, is a hot drink. It has sometimes, well, for the most part, it has alcohol. I think that's why they call it toddy. I wonder what the word toddy means. Well, I mean, because if not, it would just be a hot tea, right? Correct, with lemon. But (laughs) (laughs) 
But um, mine's has some people put whiskey. Um, I even think people some people have put gin in theirs. Um, but mine's has Hennessy, uh, lemon, and a mint tea bag and honey in there because mm. I needed a little menthol. Um, I don't know if you guys can hear it, but I I don't know if I'm under the weather. I don't have COVID, um, but I've been we've been having like up and down weather. It's been hot. It's been cold. It's been it was cloudy this morning or the like early into the early afternoon. Um, it's like two o'clock and I think it's like 60 something degrees outside right now. Seventy six. So there we are. So my body is saying, um, what the fuck is happening? Right. It also could be because I did start working out again. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, my pores are open mm-hmm. and, you know, sweating like that. And then, you know, just um, that could be a possibility, mm-hmm. too. So I don't know. Anyway, here we are um, back up in this thing uh, with another episode. How are you doing, friend? Um, I'm doing good. I had a good weekend. Uh, Friday, my son had a baseball game, won that. Um, Saturday, I worked, and then I chilled at home for the most part. Uh, Sunday, um, what did I do Sunday? Oh, I took my littles to the pumpkin patch. I went to church, took them to eat. And um, I got spoiled a little bit, and then. (laughs) (laughs) Can we talk about it for a little bit? (laughs) So, um, okay, so toddy is a drink made of alcoholic liquor with hot water. That's what I was like. That's that explains the toddy part. Got it. Your ADHD is showing, friends. Sorry, Um, (laughs) we're back. Um, so you said you got spoiled a little bit. What happened? Um, I got a little gift, Yana. Oh my God. Did a boy give you something? I got some flowers, yes. They were pretty flowers. They were pretty flowers. I do a gift. gesture. It was like a bouquet, yes? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, this is coming from a friend of yours, correct? Yeah. Uh, have you decided to go on the date yet? (laughs) <laughs> i mean if you're gonna bring it up we're gonna bring it up uh yeah i'm sh- i will <clears throat> are you guys gonna go to the pizza port no <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i just found out okay so i have been to the pizza port i went to the one in coronado mm-hmm. when my husband and parents came i think the first time mm-hmm. to meet us um, Pizza Port is good, yeah. and I actually just—I guess I didn't really realize how much people in San Diego love the Pizza Port because mm-hmm. even um, my husband's best friend, he was just saying to her like, "The Pizza Port is your spot." Like, and mm-hmm. I was like, "I don't think I realized, you know, how, that people love the Pizza Port like that here." But it was packed because yeah. um, I went Friday night, uh, this Friday night. Mm-hmm. That passed, and it was packed. Yeah, yeah. It was packed. But, I mean, it's cool. I'm not, like, a super big, like, pizza person. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess it's just more, like, the vibe. Yeah. And the pictures are not 
uh, pricey and it's a good quality beer. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It was only my second time going. I mean, the pizza's good. Mm-hmm. I remember it being really good. It's like a good Friday night after work. Like. Yeah, we should do that. We should go together yeah. one night. I'll be down for that. That'd be fun. Um. And How was your weekend? It was good. Uh, wait, no, we're not finished. You're not going to change the subject. <laughs> wait. So, where did you all decide where you're going to go on this date yet, or no? No. Okay. Um, can I make some suggestions? <laughs> yeah, go. <laughs> Let's hear What's a good date night spot? <clears throat> you guys should try. Have you been to Starlight in North Park? It's on India Ave. Uh, on the side of highway, it's like on the side of the five. It, oh right yeah, downtown. I've been there. You, <laughs> I, I you went, have been there. I've been there on a date. It's like dark, right? Yes. Yeah, I've it's been cute. There. Okay, well, don't go there again. Um, there's another place. You know who I went with. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. Uh, there's another place. They actually so um, trust is like their. The person, the owner of like that restaurant brand mm-hmm. or company or whatever, however you just you say it, but they're all in that brand. So it's Trust, Starlight. There's also this uh, one other uh, restaurant that's a part of that chain too. That is, um, I think it's called Barrel, Bar and Barrel. Oh, Barrel and Board or something. I think so. Um, and they're also in North Park too. Um, no, I'm sorry. Born and Braze. Oh, Born and Raised. Born and yeah, yeah. So they're good. Um, what is another one? You can also go to Trust. I love Trust. Yeah. Trust is one of the rest one of the restaurants me and my husband went on a date uh, at when we first started dating. Mm. Yeah. Um, the food is real good. Like yeah. full of bar, real good food. I actually thought about doing their Thanksgiving dinner this year. Um, mm. but the only reason why I haven't made a full decision is because I want to make a turkey this year. Mm. Um, are you going to be here for Thanksgiving? Yeah, we're going to be here for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Oh. Yeah, we won't be here for New Year's Eve and New Year's Day this year, but mm. we will be here for Thanksgiving and Christmas for sure. Your mother-in-law helped me with my turkey last year. It was my first time I ever made a turkey. Yeah. Um, my aunt usually, my aunt or my dad usually fry a turkey. Mm-hmm. Um, but my aunt always makes a turkey, but my dad always fries a turkey. Yeah. I've not <clears throat> independently made a turkey before, like a whole turkey. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've I've cooked a lot of different shit, but I've not made a whole turkey before. It was good. It came out good. My dad usually fries them too, mm-hmm. and I think my brother's thinking of trying to fry it this year. Yeah, and then my kids like we used to um fry. Uh, mm-hmm. turkey as well like when we would cook for our kids and stuff yeah so hopefully my brother can fry one yeah because yeah. it's always better that way it's juicier i like i i don't want to fry a turkey this year and i actually i don't like smoked turkey i hate it do you like baked in the oven mm-hmm. with butter mm-hmm. so i think i'm gonna do a headed butter baked turkey with the year. rosemary because yes, the, the way you rosemary. do your chicken is uh, so <laughs> that's good. exactly how i'm gonna do it and with a lot of butter a lot of olive seasoning. oil and seasoning and chicken broth motherfucker gonna be good as fuck i'm excited 
Um, but my weekend was good. I, um, so I've been driving Uber and Lyft. So I've been doing it for, uh, like two weeks now. So I do, I do it Thursday evening cause that's a late evening for the both of us. So that's easier just to do it, uh, Thursday evening, uh, Friday evenings and then Saturday afternoon during brunch hour is what I've been doing. Cause I feel like. I don't really want to drive all day on a Saturday. Um, mm-hmm. And after doing two late evenings, I'm like, no. So my weekend technically started on Saturday night and Sunday and Mondays is when I, and Tuesdays is when I don't drive because we record on Tuesdays. Monday and Sunday is both of, is my husband's off days. So I, um, so those are now kind of my off days. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been good. It's been interesting to see kind of, I learned that I've been doing Lyft and Uber on and off for six and a half years. Oh, um, that's a long time. I, know. Sure. I was like, it's the only job that has kept me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I learned that by looking, I was looking at my app the other day and I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, six years. That's crazy. So um, you know, that's been, that's, that's wild, but, um, it was interesting to see like how many people, like, uh, people who are like in recovery programs mm-hmm. or, uh, assistant living, um, and obviously elderly folk, but like elderly folk that need assistance, mm-hmm. um, take Uber and Lyft. Um, and, and I know that, when you sign up, it does, um, it asks you, are you open to taking people with dogs or elderly people that need assistance and all of this stuff? And they even offer you an extra bonus if you do take those type of rides, which oh, I think is cool. Oh, that's cool. Um, so that has been interesting. And then also, you know, the regular, degular bullshit of driving Uber and Lyft with the drunk people in your car. Um <clears throat> You know, with the, you know, the drunk girl, the drunk white girls who, oh, my God. I love you. A gay black man. A gay black man. You're like a unicorn. Oh, my God. He's so cool. cool. I was like, okay, girl. Like, get out of my car. Um, Send me that tip. Right. But, you know, I, with all the years of customer service, I'm always pleasantly, pleasant and nice to people Mm -hmm. when they get in the car just because, you know, and I also gauge how they want the ride to be as soon as they get in the car. If you don't want to talk, I'm not talking. Like, you can, you start the conversation, I'll, I'll chat with you for sure. Right. Um, and then Friday the 13th happened (laughs) because... Someone sideswiped my car, another Lyft driver, um, and that has been, I was so pissed because automatically when shit like that happens, um, they lock down your app, they need you to take pictures of your car, make sure it's drivable, make sure you're safe, was there anybody in the car, da 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 So, that's been a fucking thing, um, but other than that, you know, it's been interesting. It was another Lyft driver? Yeah, it was another Lyft driver. Uh, I'm not going to say his name, but yeah, he he honestly looked like he was had been smoking some weed or, you know, or drinking. Um, and I was just like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, 
I was in I was in the lane closer to the the curb. Mm-hmm. He was in the middle lane, going trying to turn as I'm going past, and hit the side of my car. Stupid. Yeah, yeah, and I did have a passenger in my car. Oh, you did. Yeah, I did. I did. And what like, did the passenger say? He's like, "Oh my god, bro, that kind of scared me." Because he was quiet the whole time. Up until this happened, he started talking about girls and all kind of shit. I was like, this is not a moment for you, but I guess you're nervous now. But And that's totally fine. I understand. We're trauma bonding. We're tra- <laughs> right. We're trauma bonding now. So, um, so, yeah, I did. Because the way it happened was I was already, I was going already. Mm-hmm. And I saw him and we were just, you know. And then he, like he said, he was looking for the, he had a person in the car looking for the person's address they were going so he wasn't paying attention and the car turned which you're supposed to be paying attention they tell you on the app to not be doing too much of looking or touching your phone while driving and I bet you he doesn't have a phone stand Mm. so that was Friday Saturday was an easy night Um, I drove until midnight and then yeah Saturday. No, I'm sorry. Um, Thursday, I drove until like 10. I drove until midnight on on Friday. Then Saturday, I drove during during the day. And then I ended my day at like 5. Got it. You made a crab boil, huh? I did. I did a small little crab (laughs) boil on um, Sunday. I've I've been trying to make an effort. Even since me and Paris, (laughs) my husband, been together. I've tried to make it an effort to to do um, crab royal or not a crab royal Sunday dinner. Mm. So um, that's cute. You know, I just feel like it's been a tradition in my life, all my life. So I try to continue those traditions, uh, even outside of that. Um, but yeah, that was my weekend. That's good. Yeah, it sounds like you had fun. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I'm now having to figure out this whole um, insurance thing. And then the people keep calling me about reporting the accident. I'm just like, girl, I'm busy. So (laughs) like, I'm sorry that I continue to miss your calls, but it's really not on purpose. I really am busy. So um, I'll get to it. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. Anyway, uh, do you want to get into the Chile Chisme, our pop culture segment? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Do you want to kick us off? <clears throat> yeah. So um, my last topic I'll save until like right before we dive into our main topic. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But the one of the things I wanted to mention was that uh, Bad Bunny released his new album mm-hmm. and it's called called Nadie Sabe Lo Que Va a Pasar Mañana. Nobody mm. Knows What's Going to Happen Tomorrow. Mm. And um, my favorite songs on there were uh, Baby Nueva mm-hmm. and Perro Negro. Mm. Um, his album has been trending and it's going like toe-to-toe with his previous album and um, as the number one streamed album on Spotify. And um, it has a lot of controversy because he shaded uh, artists like J Balvin, Mm -hmm. J.O.P. It -hmm. touches on the Kendall Jenner, like him dating her and Mm -hmm. how everyone's like 
how do they even communicate because his English is pretty choppy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's just like a little controversial album. He touches on a lot of topics, a lot of subliminal shading. Um, but overall, I I liked it. Who um who is JLP? JLP, yeah. And who else did you mention? J Balvin. Who are those people? So J Balvin is another reggaeton artist, mm. and he has done songs with Bad Bunny. So mm. he was kind of like thrown aback. Mm-hmm. Um, JLP is um is another uh, Latino artist, mm-hmm. and he trends like on TikTok a lot. Got it. Yeah. Okay. okay. And they were taken aback because, like, they were surprised that he was feeling the way that he was feeling? Or, okay. I mean... For reference, Bad Bunny is kind of like the Drake of Latino Mm -hmm. music. So, you know, sometimes he just says shit. Do you think that's the case? Mm -hmm. Or do you think he had a valid... Whatever he... I don't know what he said, but... Uh Do you think his reasoning or whatever he said was valid or... Mm, I think he just is like unfiltered mm-hmm. and like he just says whatever he's feeling at the moment or mm-hmm. like is thinking at the moment. Mm-hmm. And he's also smart in the sense of like stirring up the pot to, to get, get uh, attention publicity. and publicity and people stream to listen to it mm-hmm. and use those sound clips for TikTok and stuff like that because then now it's multiple um, mm-hmm. like ways he can make income, you know, his sound being used and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. So he's he's smart. Yeah. You know. I mean, I I think that music the music industry is the music music industry regardless to if mm. it's, you know, reggaeton, uh Hispanic or Latino music, mm. um whatever the background culture mm. is, the shit can be messy and, you know, people do whatever they need to do to get the audience listening and to get the numbers going. Yeah. And that's just, you know, it is what it is. So yeah. I, 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 I hear that. Also, um, speaking of ski, <laughs> sexy red announced she's pregnant. Yes, she did. I saw that <laughs> with her red wig. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what her jumpsuit reminds me of remember like in high school when it was like those yoga pants um, that were like wide legged that were like capris mm-hmm. at the same time like capri yoga wide pants mm-hmm. it reminded me of that the outfit she posted when she released her um her pregnancy her pregnancy i don't know if you've seen it you know what i love about <laughs> sexy red is i don't feel like it, <clears throat> it's not I don't. I hope this doesn't sound bad, but I I like that she's like a regular girl. Mm-hmm. Like you know, there's no extra makeup, there's no extra hair. Her staple is that you know she wears glasses and she wears she has red hair mm-hmm. and she doesn't really and wear makeup. She doesn't too much. really wear a lot of makeup, and I love that about mm-hmm. her. Um, and she's like tall and model esque. and you know, just like a cute regular girl. Like mm-hmm. you know, there's nothing which speaks to kind of something that someone said a while back is that, you know, the girls now are all trying to look like video vixens. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they feel like they need to have hella ass, hella titties, you know, to be able to tiny ways to be able to, you know, fit this, this rapper rhetoric. And that's not always the case. And I think girls like her and Glorilla are definitely breaking that mode of like, you don't need to look mm-hmm. like, um, like you work at, 
fucking cheetah to you know to be a rapper or especially a rap a female artist yeah um so yeah congratulations to her and her her baby her baby yeah um, that's it for me right now. Do you um, know who her baby daddy is? No. I don't know who her baby daddy is. Did you see? Well, her interview with Funny Marco. I don't know if you <laughs> saw that. So funny that you mentioned Funny Marco. Um, <laughs> she had like both of her baby daddies call her while she was in there interviewing. I didn't know she, had, she has other kids. Yeah, mm. and um, they called her from prison. Stop. <laughs> Stop. On the show, stop. And she answered. Regular girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And he asked her, what level of cheater are you? And she said she's elite. Oh, not elite. And then now she has another kid. So I don't know. To be determined, I, I guess. mean, is it cheating if he's in prison? Like, when is he getting out? <laughs> what? Are these not questions that we're all asking? Yeah, I mean, do you consider it cheating? Like, if your man is, like, locked up and you're out here? No, because we're not going to be together. <laughs> I, I, I had this conversation before. It was I like, think you told me that before. You're like, I'm not, holding no, I hold no one down. nobody down while you in prison doing maximum time of life or anything for anything that's going to surpass my lifespan. It's not gonna work. I'm sorry. We gonna have to what about a year? cut ties. A year, I can mm. do a year. Mm. I can hold you down for a year. <laughs> Three hundred and sixty-five days. That's my. That's my max. that's about I'm it. Maxed out. That's all you getting out of Got me. It. Don't expect me to be sitting in this house holding three, down the four fort years. for three or. Four. You asking for a lot, <laughs> and then it also depends. You gonna on, be in there making money? What would? <laughs> And sending checks? They do, though. You do what you got to do, but it better not extend your sentence. That's all I do now. Like, mm -mm. (laughs) Don't get caught. Don't get caught, and don't don't be calling me, asking me to put money on your books because you done got your sentence extended because you out here following a doolin' and stuffing your butt. Dolphins of your booty. <laughs> Dude, sometimes I'd be like, how do they get that iPhone up there? That's crazy. That's crazy. Crazy for you, girl, but not for them. I mean, some people, they probably just put it in the cheeks, though. And then they just clench the cheeks really hard. They make them bend over and, like, cough and shit. I don't know, friend. They maybe they just pay people up. I don't know, friend. I, I mean, mean, they got a lot of time to sit there and think and get creative. So hey, I would love to sit here and have a whole conversation about anal work, <laughs> the anal workings, but I feel like this is not today's episode. <laughs> so I'm just gonna leave it there on the table, and we'll got talk it. about this another day. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back. To it. We'll come back to it. Um, okay. So, speaking of knowing how to work social media, and um, there was something else that she said that triggered my thoughts, but we're going to talk a little bit about Jada Pinkett Shakur. Shakur? Smith? No. Uh, It's Jada Pinkett Shakur Alcina Smith. Okay. 
girl, you got to get those names right. It's too many. So uh, the other day, uh, clearly Jada is out here um, promoting a book. Uh, she has a book that's coming out, or if it's not already out, um, and she had a interview with Hoda Kabit, Kabet, and um, it set the internet ablaze. Uh, the main topic that really took the internet by storm was that she mentioned that in 2016, her and Will Smith decided to do kind of a non-legal divorce, which meant that they didn't go to court and decide to fully get a divorce or separate. They just said that we are going to separate. And um, that was in 2016. And from, and from then to now was seven years ago. So, mind you, over the, I would say, even before 2016, every single summer there was something about Jada, Jada Pinkett and Will Smith and their marriage and them being a divorce or breaking up or um, them being swingers or, you know, them open living relationship. open relationship, living separately. Um, this has been like a consistent mm-hmm. trend um, or more, pretty consistent trend for, for, I would say, longer than seven years. Mm-hmm. I remember um, when the first news had broke, it was on Essence magazine when they talked about them getting a divorce and it was like crazy. Everyone mm-hmm. was like, oh my God, I don't believe in black love anymore. Yeah. Oh, our um, auntie and uncle are splitting up. I can't believe it. Um, you know, all of the things. So when this hit the internet, I feel like it was for me, I'll speak, I'll speak for me. When I saw this, I was like, somebody please take her phone. Like, I don't understand, and I will never understand, you know, you have to, why it, you feel the need that it needs to be something so dramatic that's A, you then come back and backpedal about later, which we'll get to, and then B, that you're now trying to make it seem like, oh, that's not really what I meant. There's other ways that you, you being Jada Pinkett Smith is already going to sell your book, period, right? Because that's just the weight she holds in the community. That's who she is. You know, people are her fans because of who she is as an actress, a model, and who she has been as Will Smith's wife. And because of the Red Table Talk, Mm -hmm. all of those things already builds who she is and will it once she announced a book people are gonna buy it regardless Mm -hmm. you coming out and having this interview talking about how you've been divorced unlegally for seven years is other bullshit and Mm -hmm. unnecessary as far as i'm concerned yeah what are your thoughts starting with that um she's been getting on my nerves honestly Mm -hmm. Uh, so ever since like her red table talk that she did with Will Smith, how she was like in an entanglement or whatever, mm-hmm. ever since then, I feel like she's just been like going down and down and down. And like, mm-hmm. it's if you're not gonna legally get divorced, at least respect him enough to just like either don't speak on it or 100%. don't 
don't make him look stupid or 100%. don't shame him. You know, if that's what you're going to do, then why even stay together legally or not? 100%. You know? Yeah. Especially I... as the, like, the father of your kids, you know, and mm-hmm. he went and defended her still on public national TV. Like, that's mm-hmm. crazy. 100%. You know? I, I, it's, it's the, he went up there, he slapped this man in the face on national TV, has now been banned from that, going to that, um, event for 10 years. Um, and who's to say this man is, you know, I don't wish death on anybody, but you, life is too Mm -hmm. short to know how things are going to turn out Mm -hmm. over the next 10 years to be able for him to be able to go back to this Academy Award show to be able to, um, to attend. right? Right. So, you know, you so now you've said this you've done this on tv and then you turn around and you there's another um clip where she puts out that um chris rock asked her on a date during the time of the rumors of uh of her and will getting a divorce and she goes so far as to say that he gave her a call and um was like you know essentially hey i want to take you out and he, she was like, what do you mean? And she, he was like, well, aren't you and Will getting a divorce? And she was like, Chris, no. And then mm-hmm. I guess then he goes on to apologizing and everything and so forth like that. And although I understand why Will would be pissed off about that, because first of all, if you knew you and I know each other separately from the relationship you and my wife have, and we've worked together, we've crossed paths, whatever. How dare you then turn around and go and ask her on a date, knowing that we are going to get a divorce. Mm -hmm. And then why are you entertaining that conversation? Knowing the history that me and this man have, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So, Then she goes on this other uh, tirade because we all know the relationship her and Tupac had Mm -hmm. um, and was doing an interview about their friendship and how, you know, they were the dynamic duo talking about how she felt like God set up their relationship in the way to where they shouldn't necessarily be together. But there was so much chemistry between us and all of these things. Also stating how Tupac had a... Uh, battle with alopecia which is the same story that she's telling about herself um to then have a last interview with hoda essentially backpedaling on all of the things that she said and that is where for me where i jump off the train Mm -hmm. because this is why everybody on the internet is like girl just stop you talking too much. You're talking too much. It's giving very auntie at home bored on her phone. It's giving auntie needs to get off of Facebook. It's giving pick me. It's giving pick me. And, and, and it's unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And and please, like, I hope you listen to this or and watching this that you all comment and tell me what you think. Because I honestly, I don't think she needs to do any of it. Mm-mm. If you're going to promote the book, go promote the book. You should, all of these highlights should come out after the book is yeah. released. Like le- leave us guessing for more and not exactly. like over it. If anything, you're steering us away. 
Because this does not make me want to go read the mm-hmm. book. It steers me away. It makes me want to just hope that you do well and be like, okay, now go put down your phone because why are you why are you I'm talking about any of this? Money. That that and and i and i don't understand like i know she has enough money to have a publicist i know she has enough money to have a social media manager so why aren't you using those elements because these these interviews that she's going on the only one with um with today tv was the one that i felt like was legit like or or Mm -hmm. i'm sorry professional in my eyes was cool but then you were out when you had this first interview you were out strolling around somewhere on the street and mm. i'm like girl what is you doing what are you doing mm. you know like so i think of our kids too like uh-huh you know i feel like you when you go on a public platform and you put things out there like you have to be okay with your kids seeing that at some point uh-huh. and having the conversation and respecting their emotions you know right. because it comes back it does and also which this goes into our main topic later today you don't you don't realize the type of shit like this puts on your children in the long run, mm-hmm. although um, the most of the kids are grown, um, but they still have to see this shit. Mm-hmm. They still mentally it's have still to process. Still, their mom and dad. They still mentally have to process mm-hmm. the after effects of this bullshit that you are continuously putting out into the universe and on the motherfucking internet and all the trolls and like the friends and everything. And and I don't and I don't know that that is being thought about, mm-hmm. right? I think you're just thinking about the next best way to make some money, the next best way to, you know, get your story heard, but, you know, and to have a, also a way, a control of how your story is being told. But baby, this is not the way. Some things are better left to like unsaid or Mm -hmm. like, (sighs) Mm -hmm. you know, it's a lot. It's a lot. It is a lot. And I don't agree, and uh, and I'm not a fan at all. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, Will is in the middle of the ocean on the boat, unbothered. He so said, do not disturb mode on. On Will, that is some real Libra shit. <laughs> like, and I didn't know he was a Libra, and I love. And she's that. a Virgo. Oh, and <laughs> you know the Virgos. I love them, but they be wilding friend um <laughs> next i want to talk about the housewives of new york okay so the housewives of new york uh, city the new um i guess the new cast has just wrapped their uh-huh. first ep- their first season um and it was good i enjoyed it um so i don't know if you watched but um, so there's a girl named Cy. The group is Cy, Jessel, Aaron, Uba, and um, Jenna. Mm-hmm. Uh, all different backgrounds. Uh, they all live in New York City, Culture. obviously. All different cultures. Very, very diverse cast. Um, very, very. Oh, and Bryn. Sorry, I forgot about Bryn. Okay. So um, all very different uh, folks. Very different, diverse cast. 
um and young um i think i want to say jenna is the eldest of the group and i believe she's like in her i think she's in her early 40s or mid 40s mm-hmm. um or i don't know or sigh but anyway but all fairly young younger than i feel like the typical housewife cast that we usually see mm-hmm. which are a little bit more older <clears throat> and mature um and i have to say they did a really good job with this group um very even though i feel like since they were a new group and this season one of them um it the drama and how they did everything it was kind of petty mm-hmm. uh but that's housewife yeah. franchise um but i did enjoy them and i do think they were good and I'm looking forward to what they do for next season and also the finale for next week. So I'm mm. looking forward to that. It's already the finale? Yeah, they had their finale this past Sunday and then, um, I'm sorry, their reunion next week. Oh, reunion. Um, and it's a two-part reunion. So, you know, they love a good, a good reunion. Yeah. Um, from the clip I saw, so there are some tears. I don't know why. Um, the way the show ended was that Essentially, um, Bren opened her mouth. It was her birthday, and she told um, Uba's business about her dating uh, someone that lived in Connecticut, which, you know, I understand wanting to keep dating things personal or keeping your personal life personal, even though you're on a, you know, such a public show. Um, But, you know, also protecting things that are near. So I get that. Um, so that was kind of how the, the show ended for this season. So I'll be interested to see what season, uh, what this, uh, reunion is going to be like, yeah. and then, you know, going into season two or the next season. Right. I haven't seen that one. The new, the new New York cast. It's good. I mm. like that. Um, we also have trailers from Housewives of Potomac, which starts <laughs> early November and Housewives of Beverly Hills, which oh, starts yeah. early November. So I will be booked and busy this holiday season. <laughs> and I'm very excited because I love I, I love when I love Potomac and Beverly Hills could that come on during the holidays because it's also the holidays while they're they're shooting the show. Oh, so okay. I love that. Um yeah. I love that, and I'm looking forward to it. And so, you know, that'll be good to see. Um, lastly, is I just want to talk about how cute Nelly and Ashanti is. Aww, so Ash- they are so cute. Ashanti just celebrated um, another birthday, and so um, he got her a chain, right? He got her a chain and a cute ass watch. Um, they're so cute. I, I my feel, millennial heart is full with them. I feel like it goes to show um, sometimes, you know, when you're young and dating, shit don't work out, right? Mm-hmm. And the people that are meant to be together or that fate brings you back together, you it will it will happen. Mm-hmm. And I truly and uh, and obviously I don't know their relationship. I just see what I see on social media, but um it definitely gives like fate brought them back together to finally be together and to fully be in each other's mm-hmm. lives. They look extremely happy. They are a very cute couple. They've always been a cute couple. Yeah. And it probably, you know, 
it took probably both of them some time to do some maturing, go through, <clears throat> go through some shit to be able to come back and be together and get things out of their system. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And I and I I know that when they first started dating, Nelly was pretty much at the like height of his career. Yeah. Um, Ashanti was at the height of her career so you know it it wasn't clearly the right time for them to be together or to fully put themselves into a relationship and i think taking that time to be apart going through whatever they went through getting things out of their system clearly has brought them back together to be together a hundred percent again i agree yeah, so I think they're very so cute. cute. The little clutch she the had at the award show with, with their his pictures. pictures twenty years before that was cute. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I hope <laughs> I hope that whatever um, they got going on continues, and you know, they can continue to be with one another for sure. Yeah, that would be cute. Yeah. Um, that's all I got. Do you have any last things before oh, we yeah. move into the main topic? Yeah, the last topic was that, you know, Takashi, 6 9 Uh-huh. So he's dating Yailin, which is, she's like a reggaeton artist. Mm-hmm. And um, she is the uh, ex, the baby mama ex mm-hmm. of Anuel AA, mm-hmm. which is Carol G's ex as well. Carol G. <clears throat> yeah, so anyways... There was a video released of Takashi. So Yaline was in the studio with some producers in Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. And I guess um, Takashi got jealous that she was in the studio with a bunch of male producers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So he pulled up with his crew and supposedly like took flight which like started fighting and beating up all the attacking all the uh, producers like everybody in the studio with in- his wig on including her <clears throat> with his rainbow wig on i think it's his hair i don't know we all know it is not that much <laughs> first of all secondly isn't takachi 69 the same the one who went to jail for snitching or got yeah. out of jail for snitching yeah so he uh yeah so he was arrested in dominican republic so he going back to jail <clears throat> so he's gonna and they're looking for yailin yeah i don't like that little boy Mm-mm. you know and i'd be i <laughs> this is when i know i'm i'm getting old because i'd be like i don't like that little kid that Mm-mm. little boy i just be like why why are we doing and she this? has a little baby who? Yailin, the girlfriend that he beat up. Why do you look? What are they looking for her for? Uh, because the producers, everybody reported that he beat her up too. So they probably need to interview her and ask what happened. Well, I <laughs> hope they find his little happy ass. I just, I feel like you jealous because she was in there with rappers was she doing something with the rappers with the producers you know is that remain we don't know yet is this information we're still gonna find out i just be like again the music industry is the music industry Mm -hmm. and i feel like people sometimes put themselves in a predicament to be to um for people to question what it is that they're doing Mm -hmm. right like Obviously, we don't know this girl. We don't know. We don't know little Rainbow Head. 
but you you be like what are you doing Mm -hmm. why are you doing this like when does it stop yeah that too like yeah you already went to prison like what i was just about to say because here you are you about to be back in jail again to go through the same bullshit that you went through years ago Mm mm-hmm you about to have to try and rekindle your career all over again yeah. because now you back in jail because you decided to beat up some, you got into an altercation. Yeah. And you know what? While we're here, let me just say, there will never be a day where I put myself in a position to be on the no-fly list. I don't understand the fights at the fucking airport. Federal, the airport is federal property. It is immediately a felony when you fight on federal property. Mm-hmm. The airport is federal property. The post office is federal property. When you fight on federal property, you are going to jail. <laughs> it is immediately a felony. Yeah. Immediately. And I don't know if that's different in other states yeah. or if it's just California. But immediately, it's a problem. So, you know, I I wish y'all would stop fighting in these airports. Stop beating up your baby daddies. Stop beating up your friends. Stop beating up your your girlfriends at the airport or your baby mamas or the people in line. A lady just stabbed a security guard. Um, and two, a security guard, a TSA person, and I believe one other person that was in line at the airport in Atlanta airport. So you're going, not only are you going to prison for assault and battery, you're going to prison for probably attempted murder. Yeah. And then also for, uh, assaulting people in a federal, um, uh, establishment. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. And I, I pray for y'all though. I wish y'all the best, but there would never be an an opportunity for you to get me all fucked up on the no fly list because I like to go places. And what are you stabbing people for? Like for what? What's the reason? The airport is frustrating. It's annoying. I get it, friend. (laughs) (laughs) The airport is a hot ass mess. I get it. 100%. 100%. And TSA, y'all be part of the problem too. My little baby niece just got her AirPods stolen just this past weekend. <clears throat> they stole her AirPods 13 and just because she's a little kid and they stole them and acted when she asked for them, they acted like they didn't know what the fuck she was talking about. So TSA, be, you be a part of the problem too. I don't know why all of a sudden now y'all getting big and bold. There's cameras all over the airport. And so now y'all stealing people's shit. And then you be having badass attitudes on top of it. Yeah, they be wilding. So, I don't know. I've been saying, I, I was telling people, I was like, the Bay Area is Gotham City. I think everywhere is now Gotham City at this point. We are, yeah, we are living in Gotham. San Diego, too, is having like a... Uh, California is having a huge outbreak of like robberies and thefts and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, yeah, yeah. Even when I was driving on, um, on Friday night, the guy was asking me, um, because I was I was I went to Rancho Santa Fe for the first mm-hmm. time, 
and which I learned is in the middle of Encinitas and uh, Escondido. Uh-huh. So I picked him up at a, a resort that's in Rancho Santa Fe, and he, we were just talking. And he was like, "Have you ever been? How do you hang out in Escondido?" And I was like, "No." He was like, "It's real ghetto down here," and I was mm-hmm. like. I was like, oh, okay. And it's funny. So the person I picked up after him was like, oh, that was a gunshot. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Let's keep driving. Let's keep driving. I mean, my thing is this. I was like, he was like, isn't Spring Valley kind of hood too? And I was about to be like, no, motherfucker, it's not. Like, how dare you? <laughs> but I was like, I grew up in the hood. So, you know, yeah, I'm not, I'm privy to what is and what's not. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, and a lot of this shit don't bother me, honestly, mm. because of where I grew yeah. up at. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I was like, there are some areas of uh, San Diego where I'd be like, oh no, this is the, I'm about to lock my windows type yeah. of shit. But yeah, I'm sorry. I went on a tangent. No, it's great. Um, all right. Well, let's take a break okay. and then we will come back and do our main cheese made topic for today. Stay tuned. Bye. Okay, y'all. Welcome back. We're back. You're back. I'm back. <laughs> like four flats on a Cadillac. <laughs> I think at this point I'm going to have to put that on a shirt. Yeah, I should probably unmi- unmute my mic. As well, <laughs> so. You're good. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> So this week, um, we are going to, well, yeah, this week we're going to talk about uh, a little bit of a heavy topic. So I do want to, you know, say trigger warning. Um, We are going to be talking about domestic violence awareness. Um, October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, um, which is just essentially the have the opportunity for us to have conversations like this. Um, you know, there's many people out there who are are currently dealing with and have dealt with and um, or have been in a household where uh, domestic violence has occurred. Uh, so we are going to be, you know, having that conversation uh, today. Yeah, just giving some awareness, education, resources, um <clears throat> true stories and stuff like that maybe of you know this this issue um october is domestic violence awareness month uh, which is why we wanted to touch on this and you know uh, provide education and stuff like resources and stuff yes so domestic violence and domestic abuse abuse are terms that are often and used interchangeably um to refer to forceful behavior by a partner so this can occur uh, through um, hurting someone's body, so uh, physical harm, um, but also trying to control emotions in their actions. Um, because of the controlling nature, uh, whether it be verbal or mentally, um, people are usually not aware of when this is happening to them. Yeah, recently they also have been calling domestic violence intimate partner violence. Mm. Um, because domestic violence, it can be like, <clears throat> say you're at a friend's house and mm-hmm. like you get in an altercation with a friend or mm-hmm. like a family member, like in a domestic setting. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it would touch on that and then if it's like an actual partner or um like spouse or anything like that it's they refer to it as intimate partner violence okay yeah i mean so we i spoke earlier about uh how i drive uber and lyft and have been doing it on and off i was definitely i've so i've driven uh, a couple before where i could definitely tell like some signs and we'll talk about this later of just like how the partner was talking to the other partner and this was like a heterosexual a heterosexual couple uh, man and woman um and you can clearly tell that that she was submissive to what he was saying to her and how he was talking to her mm. um but also how he was talking to her was just completely disrespectful right mm. And so I often wonder when things like that occur, is that a part of like the mental, the mental abuse of domestic violence or like that verbal abuse? What mm -hmm. would you say? Uh, yeah, like the emotional abuse and control. <clears throat> mm -hmm. That's what I would say it is. Um, because somebody that has lower self-esteem is, you know in their perspective easier to control easier to manipulate easier mm -hmm. to be a victim of your you know your intent like your uh what would you say like like a victim of yours i a guess victim of yours, yeah like, like of your abuse and your manipulation and stuff right right and i guess i also should have said that we're not coming to you all as experts mm -hmm. um we're just having the conversation and bringing it to the yeah. forefront of domestic violence and uh, how it is a serious part in some people's lives. Yes. Um, I do have, so one, some of the statistics that I have is that on an average of 20 people are physically abused by intimate partners every minute. Um, and this equates to more than 10 million abuse victims annually. Mm. Um. And then 31% of women, so one in three women and one in four men have been physically abused by uh, an intimate partner. Mm -hmm. And then you also have one in five women and one in seven men have been severely physically abused by an intimate partner. Um, I want to pull over there because I, like, I feel like there's often, there's two things, right? Often we there's a stigma behind um, men being the physically abused or mm -hmm. being the domestically abused uh, partner in mm -hmm. the situation, um, whereas people kind of that's that like uh, I would say toxic toxic masculinity mm -hmm. of saying like you're a man you you should be able to take control take of a woman it, yeah. or take it from her if yeah. that's how she is. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I agree. Um, uh, yes, I agree. Like, take it or like, oh, you know, you knew she was toxic. Or, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say that um, not to validate this or anything. Mm -hmm. um, also, my question would be like, um, sometimes too, like, you know, is the woman like, was it reciprocated or like mutual combat? Yeah, like mm -hmm. mutual combat. And then, um, you know, there's always like gray area with stats and mm -hmm. stuff like that, just in general, not just like with the man portion, you know? Yeah. Um, so. 
Yeah, I mean, my thing is, first of all, I I don't condone any type of mm-hmm. abuse, physical fighting in relationships, um, or anything like that. You know, I think that there is should and always be a way to have a conversation and to talk through uh, what it is that you and your partner are going through. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, obviously that's, you know, my Miss America, uh, you know, <laughs> response or statement. But I also, I do, I do believe that it does not, it does not need to be a physical altercation. Mm-hmm. Granted, you know, we have statistics here that say that, you know, as a child, if a person has gone through it has been in a domestic violent household, then they then lead that over into uh, their later relationships with their wives or kids or uh, things like that. Yeah, I mean, that I could definitely see how that would be a thing. Um, I think it just depends, right? Like if um, what age they were exposed to it and mm-hmm. like if mom left or dad left, and if, you know, um, the parent did something to kind of break that cycle and provide the child with the right resources right. and right. Um, have open or honest conversations about it. Right. Um, I mean, the goal is always to break these, cycles. you know, these cycles. Yep. And yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. I. I uh, just like you know what you're saying is about the child being resilient. You mm-hmm. know how how if at three or four years old are we are these kids you know mentally picking up on what's going on in the household? Right. You know also how violent is it? Mm-hmm. You know is are we just arguing back and forth? Like uh-huh. are we are we yelling? Uh, is is somebody being slammed into the wall? Are there being fists thrown? Like, you know, what exact pushing, shoving, you know, what, what exactly is happening that the child is picking up on that we, we as adults know that a child can pick up on that and then take that into uh, their younger years. So, um, so I do want to touch on because I feel like during COVID or during our shutdown, uh in 2020 i i definitely remember not just all of the protests that were happening or all the bullshit that donald trump was doing in the office or things like that i also remember the high number of domestic violent cases that were coming up especially with the work that we're doing Mm -hmm. do you want to talk a little bit about that Yeah, so um, the American Journal of Emergency Medicine reported that domestic violence cases increased by uh, 25 to 33% globally. Mm -hmm. And um, it shows, you know, that that was an increase of a little over 8%. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that was during 2020. Yes, during our uh, lockdown. So, So I specifically remember getting calls or taking calls um because we worked at a call center at the Mm -hmm. time uh where families were looking for help because they their domestic partner either it was the woman or man or you know both were calling in to get assistance at this Mm -hmm. point um i can only imagine you're going from 
the world is in a state of emergency because there is this disease or virus that is spreading around the world. You can't even go outside because you're not sure how you can even catch it to then you probably didn't even see your partner as much as you're seeing them now. Mm -hmm. So now you're locked up in the house with them and you're doing, you're more, you're, you all are more together than you probably have been for who knows how long that's Mm -hmm. been. Right. So, you know, you're more, people were drinking more during this time. People were, smoking more during this time self-medicating self-medicating as much as possible so now you're all of these things are true all of these things are happening and you're now stuck in the house with a man or woman or transgender partner or they them partner whatever um and you're realizing that oh my god this has always been a problem mm-hmm and it's going at it more and you're going at it more and worse probably and and worse and now at this point you know what else are you to do mm-hmm. what are your thoughts <sighs> yeah i mean i definitely so you know i can relate in this sense you know i've gone through this mm-hmm. um and I will say that the, you know, one of my experiences was like isolation. Mm -hmm. Um, So feeling that, you know, because during COVID there was a lot of isolation Mm -hmm. and feeling emotionally isolated and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So you definitely have time to like process like, oh, my God, this is like, this is what it is. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, this is. TV, mm-hmm. um, like, oh my God, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, and it is, it's extremely difficult to break that cycle. Right. Um, it sounds easy on the outside, you know, right. um, but there's like an emotional aspect to it, right? Because it's like a simmering pot, mm. like, it's a process. Like, they pick, like you said, you know, your you know your cus- your client in the car like mm-hmm. it's slowly breaking you down so then by the time they get to this point mm-hmm. you're already like feeling low about yourself or you know whatever the case is mm-hmm. um so then finding that in you to like the self-esteem or the confidence in you to like leave these situations and know that you will be okay and that mm-hmm. um you'll get through it um it's definitely a process so i can't imagine like during covid especially Mm -hmm. where it's like limited resources Mm -hmm. um limited therapy like housing you know during this point was so difficult in general for everybody so Mm -hmm. you know um yeah i'm not i'm really not surprised that and i'm sure it was probably worse than this this is probably just like what surface was reported yeah yeah and if I may ask, like, what were some of the signs that you noticed? Like, what was some of the, some of the, and you get as detailed yeah. or, descri- or descriptive as you want, but what was, for you, what was that moment of just like, this is enough and I, I can't anymore? Yeah, so, um, so it wasn't like, I had like two experiences with this, mm-hmm. um, 
my first experience when I realized like I was completely isolated from like family, friends, mm-hmm. um, from everybody. Mm-hmm. And um, it, you know, just like oh, you're all wrong and like he's right or, you know, mm-hmm. I was so young and yeah. and everything um, that and um, just, yeah, feeling like, you know, you have no control and feeling so, you know, like your self-confidence is so low. Mm-hmm. Um, like the anxiety of it, like the possessiveness that happens for mm-hmm. both of you, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And um, another one would be that when you finally like fight back mm, mm-hmm, <laughs> and mm-hmm. you're like what the heck am i doing right. like you know why am i fighting a yes partner? Yeah. like it shouldn't be yeah. like this this is too much this is not okay yeah yeah i 100 percent agree um or i'm sorry not agree but 100 percent. like i mm-hmm. i hear that you know i can so i've i've never personally been in a domestic violent uh relationship or or in a household where that's happened, um, mm-hmm. you know, my my parents or you know the older couples around me argued. You know that's typical for relationships, um, but I do I do just speaking to understanding what kids or uh, people in the household pick up on when things like this are happening is a big one because I often think about, you know, how I choose to communicate with my partner Mm -hmm. or how I choose to communicate uh, when I was dating, you know, Mm -hmm. in general. Things that, you know, piss me off and completely trigger me are definitely things that I've seen trigger and piss off my my Mm -hmm. mom when she and my uh, dad was having their issues. Mm -hmm. So, you know... All of those things take into account when shit like this is going on in the household or um, just when there's a lot of of arguing or a lot of action in the household, I guess I should say. Yeah, you go like into a fight or flight mode. Um, Another couple of statistics that I felt, you know, would be relevant are um, the... um, the most common like race to be uh, victimized, I guess, by I don't even like to say victimized because mm-hmm. that gives the abuser like power. Yeah. Um, but uh, f- black women, forty mm-hmm. percent of black women have uh, experienced Domestic um, intimate partner violence, mm-hmm. and one in three Latinas, mm-hmm. so thirty-four point four percent have experienced intimate partner violence in their lifetime. So think about it, like 34.4, that's almost Mm -hmm. half. Like, Mm -hmm. that's crazy. And um, one in 12 Latinas have experienced uh, DV in the last 12 months. Mm -hmm. And 26% of Latina mothers Mm -hmm. uh, with preschool-age children have experienced DV in their most recent relationship. So with the father of their children, mm. um, which is crazy because that's like the person you supposed to like trust the most with, you know, trust the most mm-hmm. um, and, you know, trust 
your child with right yeah. and trusting your child like with your abuser or mm-hmm. you know trying to communicate with your abuser mm-hmm. or co-parent or whatever the situation is is um it's a whole a whole other you know kind of worms or battle um so definitely it was interesting um, I wanna I wanna dig into that a little bit, right? Because I do feel like when we talk about um, black women and Hispanic and Latino women being in high of those numbers, um, I also I also think about how you know there's a certain stigma that black men are more have more toxic masculinity. Uh, Latino and Hispanic men has mochismo. Mm-hmm. Do you think um, pieces of that becomes a little bit targeted towards when a, a black male is picking a black woman partner? He wants someone who's a little bit more submissive. He wants someone who's a little bit more yes ma'am, yes sir, no sir. Same thing for Hispanic and Latino men. Yeah, definitely. Um, because, you know, like you said, we're, uh, women of color are more likely, uh, or from these backgrounds are more likely to be more submissive or like, mm-hmm. oh, we don't call the cops mm-hmm. or we don't talk about these things mm-hmm. or, um, we're more likely like to be like shamed yep. too. There's a lot of shame around it. Yeah. And if you speak up about it, it's like, um, there's a lot of shame and guilt and stuff like that so it makes it harder to like break these cycles yeah. or speak yeah. out about these things yeah um i mean even this episode like me like saying it you know it's definitely difficult um but it's important that people are educated on this and uh these sort of taboo topics are spoken on yeah 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 100 percent. i also um just thinking about um you know just how sometimes it's it's like it's it's like i want a girl to be soft you mm-hmm. know it's it goes into kind of where we are today with women soft and soft girl, girl area era uh wanting to live their soft life you know but but what does that truly mean right like what what does that mean if you meet someone that is very clear on how they want you to be as a woman, how they want you to present, how they want you to be in the household, when do you, when in that soft girl era or in that, however you're being do, if this motherfucker steps out of line, do you take up for yourself? Is that a part of the same thing? Or is it because the, to me, when I hear that, that means you are taking you're taking away your power to be like, no, you got me fucked up. Yeah. Right? Yeah, definitely. I think as a woman, like, I do, you know, I do want a partner that is healthy masculine and that I can be soft around and I can mm-hmm. be, like, feminine around because um, I am super independent. I'm a, you know, a go-getter, go-oriented and stuff like that. But I think... um Sometimes that weight is a lot, so you want to be soft and you want someone to kind of take care of you and baby you. But, yeah, like you said, there has to be, like, a certain boundary where um, 
your expectations are expressed and mm-hmm. your boundaries are expressed versus what they expect from you or, yeah. you know, there's like a limit to the submissiveness, right? Because right. It, now if you're acting out of pocket, like I'm yeah. going to speak up and yeah. I'm going to stand for myself. Right. Because yeah. that can then lead into like controlling behavior, which then mm-hmm. escalates and spirals. Um. All right, I want to switch gears and kind of just talk. I'm going to make a statement about, you know, we've talked about the effect of domestic violence on children. Um, Many children are exposed to domestic violence uh, in the home are also victims of physical abuse. So children who witness domestic violence are victims of abuse themselves are at serious risk for long-term and physical and mental health problems. Uh, children who witness violence between parents may also be at greater risk of being violent in their future uh, relationships. So that just ties into exactly what we were saying earlier about, um, you know, being exposed to uh, what you're exposed to in your household as a child and seeing that and then that, you know, going over into your adult life, essentially. Right. Um, I think, too, like when you have children in this situation, it's really important to be mindful of the effects that it has long term and that now it's not only affecting you, but Mm -hmm. now you have somebody else that sorry that you're supposed to protect and um, that they're getting exposed to and stuff. Um, And another statistic that you know, I found was scary was that 34% of like female victims of murder Mm. were by intimate partners. Mm. So it doesn't ever get better. Right. It never gets better. Right. Yeah. Ever. It just gets worse. Um, all right. So let's change. Let's talk about, um, my community, uh, the LGBTQIA community, a little bit and let's get into some numbers there so the majority of domestic violence awareness movement has been you know usually it's focused on the heterosexual relationships um and not necessarily the members of the lgbtqia plus community um but however recent studies have shown that uh the community has definitely fallen victim to domestic violence um, at equal or even higher rates compared to the heterose- heterosexual counterparts. So um, I've definitely, you know, had conversations with uh, people who have definitely had partners where they have, you know, put their hands on them or mutual combat or things like that. And I have to say I'm often mind blown <laughs> because not only are we a a underrepresented group and then marginalized group, but then you have to throw in the aspect of, but now you have an abusive partner, right? Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I, I think that also goes into when we talk about, we try to put people in the LGBTQIA uh, community in a specific box but then we also forget that they're also human. Mm-hmm. They're human. They also lived in a household with a mom and dad or two moms or two dads or whatever. Um, and parents had issues too. Mm-hmm. 
they fought, they fought each other, any, you know, whatever happened. So it just goes back into that whatever they picked on as a kid, they've now brought into their relationships that they're in now. Right. And, um, it's, it, it just shows you that things like domestic violence or things like, you know, abuse in a relationship doesn't have a sexuality. It doesn't have a gender. It doesn't have, it doesn't, it does it has no specific box that it needs to go in. Um, so here I have, so 43.8% of lesbian women and 61.1% of bisexual women have experienced rape, physical violence and or stalking by an intimate partner at some point in their lifetime, as opposed to 35% of heterosexual women. Uh, 26% of gay men and 37.3% of bisexual men have experienced rape, physical violence and or stalking by an intimate partner in their lifetime in comparison to 29% of heterosexual men. And I feel like these are these are some wild numbers, right? Like I I often again this kind of goes back to even though we may we have we identify differently mm-hmm. in our sexual orientation, right? So we have our day-to-day may not always be the same but look the same, but it does not matter when it comes to domestic violence. Yeah. Violence is violence in the household. And if you've experienced it, you know, it's, that is your experience. I think, too, there is a stigma around, um, like, lesbian women Mm -hmm. that it's known to be, like, more violent in the household. More violent, you know, more toxic and things like that. And it's more likely to lead to violence. Um, Mm -hmm. So those numbers are are crazy. I mean... Listen, I got a lot of lesbian friends. I know you lesbians be out there fighting for no reason. I mean, fighting for a reason, but I'd be like, girl. We're so hormonal and we're so like, I don't know, though. I can't speak on it because, you know, I'm not part of the population, but it's it's bad. Um, So I do. So a couple of other ones that I want to touch on is like transgender victims. So transgender transgender victims are more likely to experience intimate partner violence in public compared to those who do not identify as transgender. Transgender. Bisexual victims are more likely to experience sexual violence compared to people who do not identify as bisexual. LGBTQIA plus black African American victims are more likely to experience physical intimate partnership violence compared to those who do not identify as black and african-american and then lgbtqia white victims are likely to experience sexual violence compared to those who do not identify as white Um, lgbtq victims on public assistance are more likely to experience intimate partner violence compared to those who are not on public assistance i think um kind of like the same like heterosexual Mm -hmm. right like colored victims or Mm -hmm. um, those in low-income communities or uh, middle-class communities being you know more likely to be victimized by this than those Mm -hmm. not 
Well, and we see this to this day. Mm-hmm. There are still, we are, the transgender community is continuously being attacked. Um, we, and this is every day, specifically transgender black women. I know, um, I know some trans, I have friends that are, you know, transgender and, oh my gosh, like, and the population that usually attacks them, I'm like, mm-hmm. that's crazy. I have a transgender uh, female friend right now to this day that still when we talk about, when I t- ask her, like, you know, how old she is and how how she feels about, um, you know, still being here. She's like, I'm still surprised that I'm alive. And I say, and it, it it's, it's every time she says it, I'm like gobsmacked because I, I know her as a friend and I love her personally. So it's always just like, you know, it, I can only imagine the life and the cycles of her life that she's been through to where she's been like, ooh, I shouldn't have made it through that, you know? Um, all right. So I think this would be a good point to, uh, kind of talk about like signs, right? Mm -hmm. I would say like the warning signs are, I guess like when you're in it, right. Is like kind of taking a step back and realizing you're isolated from friends and family. Mm -hmm. Um, that's personally one that was like a super eye opening thing for me. Um, and being sexually abused by your partner, mm. physically abused, having to cover up scratches, bruises, um, mm. not being able to wear a certain type of clothes mm-hmm. or like makeup or stuff, you know, and, um, money, mm-hmm. money is a big, uh, control factor. Yep. Um, So if your partner is like limiting it, won't let you access it, Mm -hmm. takes control of it, taking your money, financial abuse, um, any sort of financial abuse. Yes. Um, And controlling your actions, your appearance, who you Mm. talk to be making slick remarks like, oh, you know, um, if you do this, then I'm going to do that or just things like that. are yeah. definitely huge red flags. Agreed. Um, other, I think, as, you know, just ways that identifying it, if you see it, right? So, um, you know, if you're out with your friends or your uh, homies and y- y'all together and you see these actions going on, having that conversation, pulling your friend aside and being like, hey, what's, 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 what's really going on, right? Like, these are, like, how can you help? How can you have these conversations with people around you? I also think, like, you know, understanding, understanding how sensitive that topic is. Like, there's no way that I could just be like, if I see something and just go directly to you without knowing if you're going to be offended or not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but me as your friend have to be able to feel like I can take that, that leap and just be like, yo, I saw this. Is everything good? Mm -hmm. You know, um, which leads me into what we'll talk about a little bit, um, later is just like, you know, the, the support group around you. Um, and then also telling them like, you know, what your concerns are and being like, um, I, I don't know, honey. You know, mm-hmm. this stuff, this looking a little cheeky to me. 
Um, and then offer, offering help, right, um, is another part of that. Yeah, I definitely think um, educating yourself and I think having like a empathetic uh, listening skill mm-hmm. is super important um, coming from a non-judgmental space because then you know you can get defensive and just shut down to it mm-hmm. um, you know just being selective in the way you approach it or word certain things um, mm-hmm. and being honest right like why you're concerned what mm-hmm. you're noticing like if they're constantly like avoiding communication or avoiding this avoiding that mm-hmm. Um, those are definitely like concerns to express and just kind of let them uh, realize like, oh, wait, you know, like, yeah, yeah, this is happening. Yeah. Um, so a lot of the things that we found today, we found a lot of different resources. So right. you have the option to go back and look these up. So, uh, the National Child Traumatic Stress Network was one of them. I found them on, um, the Men Project is a is a article that I found about reasons for why uh, people don't leave these situations. Um, there's also, you know, the National Domestic Violence Hotline, which is open 24-7. They have English, Spanish, and, 200, uh, and over 200 interpreters. So the number for that is 1-800-799-7233. San Diego Proper has uh, the Crisis House, which is a domestic violence program. Um, They are located in Santi. um, And their number is 16, uh, I always say one, but 619 444 I would say to, sorry, I would say to like, um, you know, having gone through these experience, it can lead you to, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder Mm -hmm. or like certain um, anxiety disorders or issues, um, depression issues, like any like other mental health, you know, battles or um, issues. So definitely seek out therapy. Like there's nothing wrong with it. And it speaking about it from a non biased perspective or someone that, you know, just venting about it and um, having a non-judgmental, you know, set of ears Mm -hmm. is so healing and you can overcome this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's so important to dig and do that healing. Right. So then this doesn't become a cycle like you're not constantly with the same type of partner because then mm-hmm. that's another thing as well. Like sometimes mm-hmm. if you're with in one uh, DV situation, it can lead to you constantly going to partners like this. So you have right. to take the time to separate, mm-hmm. heal, sit with it mm-hmm. and do the work or yeah. else it's just, you know, kind of circle. Yeah, and I will also say, so I touched on this a little bit earlier of just about, like, support, right? Like, friends and family support. Um, You know, my family, and I'll just speak about my family, if we are very much so the type of family, if this was, like, something that someone in my family was dealing with, we about to round up the girls, and we about to go and wreck shop. Like, you know, this... 
we, there is no question that we all about to hop in the car and go whip some ass or mm-hmm. something, you know? And, and that's just how we roll. But, you know, people without that support, that's when you, you have to reach out to your friends. That's why we always mm-hmm. say, check on your friends, even the strong friends, check on the ones who maybe who seem like there's a little something off Mm -hmm. ask the questions get an understanding of what's going on with them and don't be ashamed to reach out to your friends or your support system like there's no shame in this Mm -hmm. you know like it's not your fault you know because you let it slide one or two times Mm -hmm. like it's not your fault and i think that's like a huge thing around it is like feeling like it's your fault or like why I shouldn't have done this or I shouldn't have done that or validating it or feeling shame about it or guilt mm-hmm. um, because that can eat you alive. So don't just remind yourself to like, you know, it's not your fault. Yeah. Yeah. And I also talked about the article that from the men project about stigmas around uh, people don't leave these situations. And just to name some is like finances, um, love, uh, the hope for change and like the up and down cycle religions beliefs and children if there's children involved um, which all are very important factors but also these resources help you with those type of um, situations right um, partners can be uh, financially manipulative about finances they can be manipulative about, you know, how much they love you, even though yesterday y'all have had this physical altercation. Um, and then also there, it's a cycle, like Stephanie's already mentioned, but you have to be aware of what that cycle looks like. It's, it's very up and down. It can also be, it can also be not as, um, not as scheduled in or as controlled as that. It could be very sporadic, mm-hmm. but know that, if it happens one time, it will happen again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know. Get your resources, get your therapy, and heal yourself, and reach out to a support system, and mm. educate yourself. Absolutely. Get a plan. Yes, get a plan if you need it. Um, and, you know, if you listen to this and you feel like you already going through it, send us a message, and mm-hmm. we'll definitely get confidential confidential get you where you need to be or we'll try our best like you mm-hmm. know um we will so yeah i think that covers our main topic yeah. um we are going to take a break and we will be back with the uh spiritual segment bye hey y'all we hope you're enjoying today's show Um, We just wanted to come by and let you know a little bit of the information of where you can find and follow us. Yeah. So if you click on the link in our Instagram bio, which you should be following us on Instagram at Hella Cheese Podcast, it will take you to all the links to all of our platforms. The first one being uh, Patreon which is the visual content to our episode. And you can subscribe to this for $8 a month and you get to see all the tea and partake in our visual activities. Yes. And so, and just like Stephanie said, you can find everything in the bio on our Instagram page, as well as all of the other um, social media platforms we are on. Um, When you go to the Linktree platform, you can see our new 
uh, article with SD Voyager, links to Patreon, link to our TikTok, link to our YouTube channel, as well as all the different platforms you can listen to the podcast on. At the bottom of that link tree, you'll also see icons that are also clickable for you to find us on all of the platforms that we've mentioned. Again, Patreon is the only platform that we have a subscription plan to that's only $8 a month. And then everything else we provide for that we give for you all as far as content is free. Yeah. So go ahead and if you want to listen to us for free, it's at your Apple podcast, Mm -hmm. Google podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, You can watch you can listen to the entire episode on YouTube, but you'll only get a portion of the visual. Like I said, we can uh, subscribe on Patreon. Uh, So utilize all the platforms and keep up with us on Instagram. Yep. And let's get back to the show. Bye, Familia. Um, we are back for our spiritual segment. We are real people. This is a real podcast. (laughs) Real shit be happening. If you want to see what's happening, follow us on our Patreon. Yeah, because at this point, you're definitely not watching this on YouTube. So, period. So I pulled the tarot card for today and the tarot card that I pulled was the Ace of Pentacles in reverse. Um, It says, like all aces, the Ace of Pentacles is also a beginning. The energy of this suit involves the physical area of life, the manifestation of reality and its element is earth. It involves our body, the work we allow ourselves to, uh, to live comfortably. And everything that keeps us rooted. Each ace is a possibility. An opportunity that is offered to us. In this case, it is the suit of a project that is manifesting. Mm -hmm. The possibility of transforming what we imagine into something real. Mm -hmm. This is a new beginning. Something small that starts to move. Okay. I feel like that um, we just had a meeting. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like that plays into kind of what we foresee um, the next steps for this show Mm -hmm. and us with the show to be and things we have coming up. So that is an alignment, I would Mm -hmm. say. What do you say? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing that came to mind right now that I was reading this is that, um, yeah. basically you know after that meeting this and then another like tutorial video on this card that we just played it's like work smarter not harder so Mm -hmm. now it's like we're willing to bust our ass and do the work but Mm -hmm. it's like now we have to think like smart Mm -hmm. correct Yeah. yeah yeah um so i pulled the affirmation my affirmation says i am me i am accepted i am appreciated i am loved Uh, The passage says, my love, you are a masterpiece through and through. You are beautifully and boldly you. You are seen, accepted, and appreciated for your contributions and your... uh... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know this word. Uh, To exist authentically. Um, Most importantly, you are loved. You are loved by your highest self. The divine, your people, and your community. Uh, the journal prompt says, What do love, acceptance, and appreciation look like in my life? How do I give all three, and how do I receive? Mm. That's good. Um, <laughs> I had a, a brain fart. Anyway, um, 
I think for me, uh, one of the things that I've um, just continuously uh, accepting where I'm at and um, the journey that we're on, uh, which will, I think, always be a thing for me, um, just understanding where I'm at in my professional life, what I'm doing, and just being okay with that journey. Yeah, I think, too, um, just being able to, like, accept love or accept, um, like, you know, certain, like, acts of love mm-hmm. or appreciation or, um, like, nice things um, and being comfortable with it, you mm-hmm. know, um, is definitely nice and you know like to be affirmed and then also like being affirmed that boldness right like this was a touchy topic today to speak on and being a little bit vulnerable and open about these sort of things and connecting is great because you know um that's the point of this right is like connecting with people and giving them that that connection, that support, um, speaking on things that people can relate to. Well, and opening for love. I also think that it goes into just the all around theme of today's conversations of, you know, making sure that you understand your love, making sure you are accepted, understanding that um, things in life may not be going in the direction that you think they should be um and you you are in charge of making those changes um getting on social media and talking about topics that you probably should not be putting out there because of the cause and effect of others um you know it all kind of goes into that understanding your acceptance understanding who you are understanding where you are and although that all of that takes time, um, you have to, you know, do some things with some grace and some tact. Right. And but be authentically you. And be but at the same time be authentically you, which is all sounds like a lot to me. Um, that's just you know it's a process. You mean I gotta do all this and be me? That's <laughs> That sounds like a lot. That's where the therapy, the journaling, the support system, the mm. all of that goes into play the healing essentially whatever it is that you helps you feel better and you express yes um do you have anything else to close this out no just you know just remember your worth your value and Mm -hmm. that it's never too late and um reach out to your support system and be there for each other from a non-judgmental perspective yes yeah um yeah, and um you know, I am excited. Uh we have a lot of things coming up. Yeah. Also I feel like this is the second episode within or this depending on whatever happens. This is one of the other episodes within spooky season. Yeah. Um we will um we are excited to continue to move forward. Uh Uh, with the growth of the show Mm -hmm. so we hope you all are enjoying it um keep it engaged yes like share comment subscribe um to your friends this episode maybe they can might help them relate to them or you think it's good 
yeah. share anything on our page. We really appreciate and we're grateful for the support. Yes. Um, yes, and merch. So uh, we um, we have some merch left. So if you want to buy some, please send us DMs directly. Uh, and we will get that shipped out or sent to you. Or we, if you're in San Diego, we may be able to hand deliver it. But I'm not driving all over San Diego, so I'll more than likely just mail it. Um, okay, well, I'm going to say bye. You don't have anything else? No, thank you, Familia, for thank tuning you. in. And we will see you next week. We'll see you next week. Bye, y'all. Bye.